This week on Bigfooty's 8-Bit to the Future podcast, we strap on our tights as we look back at the WWF Smackdown series for PlayStation 1. Also, the one Keck has been waiting for, we review the hotly anticipated Mario Kart as we show our bits in appreciation. Finally, we leave you with a look at Mortal Kombat 10 before concluding with an interesting online ad that caught our eye. You ready? We're ready. Let's get ready to mumble. wrong with Dutch ovening? That's what I would like to know. There is nothing wrong with Dutch ovening. You like a good Dutch oven, Chaps? I can't even believe I'm listening to this. Well. There is no better way to start a podcast than I, th- I was oven. so sure you were going to say there is no better way to start your day than with a Dutch oven. Oh, better way to start your day as well. End your day. Definitely would have started a few days with a Dutch oven, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Boy, you need to get out of this room. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> episode 8 of the AP to the Future podcast. We begin, as always, with some fart jokes. No, not really. We, we, fart jokes? Or? That's exactly uh, that's what that is. Yeah. It's, an, it's an oven. <laughs> it's a cooking joke. It's not a kitchen joke. It's not a domestic <laughs> joke. Domestic fart. Well, farts don't discriminate. No. They don't discriminate Kitchen, bathroom, toilet, bedroom. Shower? Yep. Yeah. Wet Bath. Fart. Bath fart. Bubble fart. <laughs> I can't be involved in this conversation. All right, moving on. Classroom, blame it on the others. All right, yep. (laughs) Okay. What about in your car? Mm -hmm. That's just like a self-indulgent But then you leave one for yourself and then you forget you've done it. (laughs) And you come back. (laughs) Close the door. Seal the windows. It doesn't leave. It's literally the worst. It's still there. (laughs) It's still there exactly where you left it. All right, well, welcome to the always mature discussion about serious topics here on the AP to the Future podcast. Today, we're back for episode 8. We have a few games as per usual. We're going to be talking about the first retro game that we're going to be looking at is WWF. It's now WWE, but it was back in those bad old weird days of the late 90s, early 2000s, I'm going to say. Early 2000s? Yeah, I would... 2002, maybe they changed it? Yeah, pretty early 2000s, I reckon. Yeah. so the one we're looking at is WWE SmackDown 2 Know Your Role. Uh, we would have we will have a bit of a chat about the SmackDown series in general because we've had some experiences with it. Uh, once we've moved on from that, we're going to be talking about Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U, which we've all had some fun with, right, guys? Oh, too much. Too much? Mario. Um, I don't know if fun's the right way to describe it. I mean, Anger? Well, you know, it depends on who I'm playing with, but I feel like once we adjust the CCs to suit me, then I will have some fun with 50 it. 50cc, or do you need 25? Sharps is more of a 25cc sort of girl. <laughs> um, yeah, so moving on from Mario Kart 8, we will be t- having a look ahead at the much-anticipated, especially by us three anyway, uh, Mario Kart 10. Mortal which, Kombat 10. Yeah. Mario Kart 10. Mario Kart 10. Getting a bit ahead of yourself there, mate. I am. I wonder what Mario Kart 10 will be. Maybe that'll be on this. No, it'll be next gen. Maybe next gen after. Do they do one a generation, Mario Kart 10? Mario Kart? Do they do like one per console? I think they do. Yeah, they they have. Have they They ever done two? Multiple. No, no. no. Okay, so if I'm talking Mario Kart 10, Uh, oh, they might do it handheld because they do count that. Because Mario Kart 7 was on the 3DS. Yeah. And they also had one on GBA. And they had. They did. But yeah, I think they counted that in Game Boy Advance was counted. Yeah, they've all Mm. been counted. But they haven't. They've only recently started doing numbers though, because I remember GBA was called Super Circuit or something. Mario Kart Super Circuit. Yeah, and then they had the GameCube, which was Double Double Dash. Dash. Yep. And I think the first one they went with numbers was the the 3DS Mario Kart Seven. Mario Kart Seven, and now they're doing eight. So I'm assuming Mm -hmm. next will be nine. 
So maybe the Wii U 3 or whatever they... <laughs> the Wii Me will be the next I really one. hope they don't stick with The Wii Us. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, that's cute. The uh, Wii Us. I don't think they're... Surprise me. I don't think they're stupid enough to go with the Wii name again after it was kind of confusing this generation because people didn't... A lot of mums apparently didn't realise it was a whole new console. What about the that. Nintendo U U? Yeah, perhaps. I guess. Any <laughs> chance? I think it'll be <clears throat> the Nintendo... Don't? Don't. I don't know why. Well, they've done Nintendo Wii. What about Nintendo Poo? I was, I swear <laughs> to God, that's the joke that I was going to make. I was like, the Nintendo Poo. And I was like, wait, yeah. no, hang on. Just the way. The shoes are cooking up or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Oh, God. Yeah, no, okay. Well, what I meant to say was uh, Mortal Kombat 10, which we're all very excited about. Mortal Kombat about. X. X? X. Yeah. Well, it depends whether you're Roman numeraling it or not. Um, yeah, Mortal Kombat 10, which we watched quite a bit of a video about uh, from E3, and we've seen tidbits here and there that had some character reveals. Um, but yeah, we'll get more into that later. Before we do, though, we start every episode as we do with uh, what have we been playing, guys? What's what's been in our consoles these past couple of weeks? I um I haven't put my Wii U down. I haven't um, put your Wii U down. Nah, been holding really, that gamepad. Yeah, I haven't really turned on my PS4 that much, to be honest. Um, Me either. Isn't that a, that's so weird? And I would argue that all the maybe uh, certainly the most recent few episodes that we've had, it's all been about the PS4 for us. Yeah. Maybe we've just like collectively gotten sick of it. No, I'm not sick of it. It's just I don't have any games that I really want to play on it at the moment. And so Mario Kart 8 has come out, so it's taken up most of my time. So yeah. you guys haven't been playing the any of the new PlayStation Plus? I have. Games? Yeah, 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 no, I have. Yeah. But I have. not as much as the. Nintendo stuff, but go on, Kev. I've been playing uh, Strider. Strider, which, cool, which was offered free on the PlayStation Network. I don't mind it. PlayStation Plus. I, of... I really like it. It yeah. reminds me a lot of Ninja Gaiden. It does. The, the old ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really side scrolling, jumping off walls, uh, climbing yeah. up things, which is really cool. Um, I would have liked it to be more similar, just with the mu- like retro music. I don't really like <laughs> the music. So Always with the retro. That's just that's just me. Yeah. I really wanted um, to hate Strider. I don't know why. From I think it was because... Um, you do that with games. I don't... She often decides before she's even started playing. Why? What did it ever do? No, okay, so uh, Willow was showing me it, and I actually really wanted to play something else, and he was That's like, what it was. He was like, no, 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 check it out. And I was like, no, but this game sucks. Ah. So and she decided he, it sucked. And then I played it, but I actually really, really enjoyed it from the second I started. It's good like, fun, and it's a big game from what, I, what, from what I've seen. I've played it for about... I think I played it for about... Two hours, and yep. I'm still under. I'm still like fifteen percent in. So, yeah. for those who don't so, know, Strider is a side-scrolling uh, ninja yeah. sort of beat 'em up game. Mm. It's it's a it's an indie game. But it kind it's... of reminds me a bit of Metroid, the old Metroid games, in terms of um like how the map works. Yes, and, yeah, um, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, and it's it's available for download on the PlayStation Four. It's free on PlayStation Plus at the moment. It may also be on PlayStation Three. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not sure. I haven't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually pretty good fun. Um, it gives you the, the moment you pick it up, you have the feeling that you're some badass ninja. Like you feel like that immediately, like that you can do backflips and you can, you know, run up walls and you can do ridiculous stuff, which is really cool. I mean, it's not since probably infamous second son where I've had a game where I felt like I'm some badass with, you know, super, you know, powers, which, and it doesn't, although the ninja doesn't have powers, he's got like amazing athleticism and agility and it makes it feel really cool. I was actually going to say this. It's really fluid and that's exactly just gonna say yeah. that. really really tight con- controls it, yeah. controls and it so, yeah. looks you could be terrible at it but you just you smash buttons and you look like that's you know exactly my strategy <laughs> that's your kind of game. it is my kind of game I was just finger mashing and like 
you know, taking everything out around me. And I was like, all right, I've got this. Everybody loves a good finger bashing. <laughs> but, um, finger banging, actually. Finger bashing. Uh, I used to say finger bash. Bang, bang. Finger I, said bang. But, yeah. I said button mash, not finger bash. Did you? Oh, wait, no, you wait, finger bash. Wait, are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Which thing are you talking about? All right. I don't I'll know, man. <laughs> Alrighty, um, I'm just gonna let that one go through the keeper. Um. Anyway, I'll keep going. Yes, um, but Stride is cool. Stride um, is cool. Give it I a like go. It. Yep. Uh, what were the other games that they had free? Uh, it was uh, Doki Doki Universe, Doki which Doki. I don't think too much of, to be honest. I, I don't have, mind it. I haven't played it that I much, like it. but I, I don't. Like it. From what I've seen, it looks confusing and just. I, I personally really enjoy bland. how absurd it is. I really like it, and we were talking about this before. You don't like it because there's no structure. And 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 you asked me why I do I like it so much because I'm someone who's really into the you know structured worlds, and I think it is very structured. I don't. I think the wackiness of it and the creativity is what gets you rather than the lack of structure because it is really stru- like in the sense that you've got very specific missions like there's no room for you to kind of go and explore and I mean you can but you're just like there's not a whole lot for you to do and everything that you do in terms of exploring contributes to something you've got to do eventually anyway. There are more creative games though and if I if I want to play a creative game I'll play something that's a little better. So for those who have no idea what we're talking about guys and I, I'm really struggling in my head to do this. How would you explain Doki Doki? It's very drawn, like it's very two D cartoony. It's like stick, stick it, figures. It's like stick it to the man, and it reminds me of Little Big Planet in that you've got like stickers and it's not collectibles. Yeah, it's not really a platformer though, is it? It's more of a no. like you're not. There's not any jumping or running or it's more. It's again like a side-scrolling continuous loop. It's kind of like a, a pig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As you as you can probably tell by our descriptions, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But it seems. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I look. I played it for probably an hour, and my first twenty minutes, I was probably just giggling. <laughs> I, I think I was playing it with you, wasn't I, yeah, Kek? Were. Uh, we were playing over the internet. We were uh, having a chats over the headsets, and yeah, I was laughing so hard. I, I we found it could leave funny. each other Facebook messages that never showed up on Facebook. So no, but we did mail each other works. some interesting stuff in yep. game. Some animations. Yeah. yeah, I saw your messages. They were great. The burgers and the yeah. Um, it's it's basically you're playing as a robot, and the robot goes around and helps people on different planets, and he gets to those different planets by travelling via flying pig. Mm. Of is course. That, is, that, is that, like, the, the most accurate kind of way you'd explain it? Yeah, yeah probably. It's, you'd probably have to play it, to be honest. Yeah, it's... The description really doesn't do it any justice at all, but that's kind of what it is if I had to... <laughs> do you really know what I've always to... wondered about it? Is there any relation to Doki Doki Panic? I don't know. The, I wonder that, too. The Mario 2 spin-off? I don't know. Oh. I don't mean, it's the same name, but it's not... No, I think Doki Doki Panic had, like, Arabic characters. Maybe Doki Doki means something... I'm Googling it as we speak. Google it now. I I was meant to have a look at it and I forgot. Okay, well, Um, I was going to ask you what you're playing, but I'll let you have a... I've still been playing more if you want to hear from me. Oh, okay. What else (laughs) have you been playing? Um, Mr. Video Game? Mario Kart 8 as well. Um, Love it. Love it? I've been playing online a lot. I've unlocked everything offline. Yep. And um, the 150cc, the, the AI just... They cheat, don't they? Oh, it's I've ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. We'll talk, look, we'll talk more about Mario Kart. We're going to have a whole yeah, second dedicated to that. It. But, um, yeah, I, I've been playing uh, a bit of AFL Live 2, I gave a go, actually. Um, they released the uh, new update with a patch. And the, I know uh, last episode we spoke a bit about the AFL Live series and our dislike of AFL Live 2. I gave it a bit of a go. Um, 
I think, look, I think their patch is a step in the right direction. Um, they're doing some things a little bit better. I still think the game is a massive leap backwards from what uh, Big Ant put out in with, with AFL Live 1. It still has kind of floaty con- con- controls. I still feel like um, you can't really... The, the marking contest is still kind of weird to me. I can't spoil late. I have to be in position very early. Even if I've got someone... You can't, you can't affect a contest running back with the flight which in the AFL game is kind of a big thing. And also, um, one thing, they've got a bug, which is annoying when they bring out a patch to fix bug, bugs. <sighs> when they bring out a patch, which brings in a new bug, is really annoying. Um, in the AI, when you play now, they don't miss any shots of goal. So not that, one. Not one, which is kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, it's... Look, I think it's better than it was. Um, but still, it's not sensational. Uh, I've been playing it a little bit, just something to do, really. Um, but yeah, um I try and support these sort of games regardless of what I think of them uh, to keep the AFL video games industry alive. But it was up to me. Uh, I definitely have Big Ant making the next one. And we'll have it. We actually have some some feedback from Big Ant, which we'll be reading out shortly. But in a moment, Shams, what have you been playing? Well, before I go on to what I've been playing, I, my Google search has led me to Urban Dictionary, which, bloody hell, I got very sidetracked before remembering what I was looking up. Like, yeah, that, that definitely happens. <clears throat> under the trending section, it has Bay... Uh, Blumpkin, uh, Cleveland Steamer. A, a Blumpkin? Don't, you, you don't want to know. <laughs> nah. Donkey Punch, Rusty Trombone. Pretty good stuff. But anyway, Donkey Donkey. I can't believe you didn't read out Cleveland Steamer. I can't no. read it out because it's exactly Kim what it Jerry. sounds like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like how you had a tab open. I do want to say that. This Bay word. I love the word Bay. What? Get it. Shut up. What? Just get shut up. What? To me, it's like swag and YOLO and all that bullshit. <laughs> Funny you mention that because swag is oh. right under Bay under Torrington. What is this that kids are talking about now? Swag look, and Bay look, and YOLO. Kek, Kek, you've just got to have swag, all right? You don't understand. You just don't have enough swag. Am I just turning into a bitter old man? Or? Settle down, I think you, you're well past that point. Settle so, Ducky Ducky, Shams. Ducky, settle down, Bay. Ducky Ducky, according to Urban Dictionary, Ducky Ducky, Japanese word that refers to the sound of a heart beating. Isn't that cute? Right, wait, so the game's called Ducky Ducky Panic? Yep. So it's heartbeat panic? So it's like your heart racing? That kind of yeah. kind of makes sense. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Shams, what are you playing? But, um, okay, so I've been playing Ducky Ducky and um, the... <laughs> I was going to say steamer. <laughs> Cleveland steamer. No, I mean, Cleveland steamer grows. Um, I've been playing, yeah, so... Um, blah, blah, blah. Ducky Ducky. Um, been playing Soul Suspect a little bit. Like, this is what I was saying, is that I know you, you were saying that with the release of Mario Kart 8, that sort of prompted you to get back to Nintendo. I don't know what happened. I got Soul Suspect and I was so excited to play it, and then I just kind of, like, dropped it. And same same thing with Yoshi, I dropped it, and instead I've picked up Pikmin, and I'm so, so excited. Like, it's just so much fun to play, and it's my first Pikmin game that I've ever picked up. So that's Pikmin 3? Yep, it was um, part of the Mario Kart deal where you could get another um, free, full Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, the, the, the Pikmin was the one that kind of appealed to me the most, and a lot of people have told me that it's kind of up there with what I would probably like. And So what is it about that you like, John? I don't know. It's really um, different to most of the games that I like in that it's uh, really kind of long-term. It's not about kind of immediate, um, I guess, immediate plans and actions and finding things. Yeah. yeah, but having said that, it's it's kind of incredibly frustrating because you've only got one day to, I guess, achieve all these little goals. 
and your one day it's very very short it goes for like 10 minutes basically less than yep and um and once a day's over you're gonna you, get back and yeah, yeah and you've got to make sure that the the people that you're controlling have enough food so you've got to search your food like it, it can be like pretty stressful because you've got to accomplish quite a bit and if you're a bit shit at playing games like you know some people i know are um then it can be hard <laughs> to do all that sort of stuff but once I sort of got the hang of it, I'm really, really enjoying it. And it's, it's kind of hard to... The thing that I find hard is that it's hard for, like, you've got some big bosses that you need to battle, for example, and you might need to battle them strategically. The best thing to do might be battle them um, bit by bit over a few days because they retain the damage that's um, been done to them. Which I think is cool. Yeah. It is cool, right? Because, you know, logically, you think... It, the, the premise is that you've crashed into a deserted island. Oh, not a deserted island because there are Pikmin there. But you've crashed into a foreign island, um, planet, planet, sorry, yeah. um, in search of food because your home planet's natural resources have run out and you're looking for food. And um, so you think if you've landed on this foreign planet, what, what do you need to do? You need to find yourself shelter, food, and also kind of explore and catch up with your teammates and stuff. And that's basically the premise. But um, I kind of I hate playing it like bit by bit, so it's really frustrating. Binge playing? Exactly, like I, I need to kill like the boss all in one go, or I need to gather all the fruit and stuff. All of the fruit. All of the fruit. <laughs> all the fruit. Um, cool. Yeah, but it sucked me in. I, I'm, I've been playing it nonstop. Yeah, but I, I've actually uh, played a little of it myself. I, I watched you play it. Um, you seem to be having a blast with it. Um, I might even give it a go later on down the track. But um, I'm still playing Watch Dogs. Um, it's a funny game. I'm. I really, I really, really enjoy it. Uh, it has a very convoluted story, which kind of I like. I'm interested in the premise, but I'm. It's probably more to do with the way I'm playing it as well. Is it because I'm playing it around other games, and I'm playing maybe you know it's like a Grand Theft Auto style game that I'm playing maybe one or two missions at a time um, with like maybe a week in between when I play. So I think the story is coming across more, perhaps more disjointed than it is, but I think it also is pretty disjointed to begin with. Uh, Shams, you've, you've, yeah. you've been playing it as oh, well. I was going to say, Kek, have you played Watch Dogs? I haven't, but I've watched a lot of videos on it. So you've Are watched you... the Watch Dogs? I've watched the Watch Dogs. Are you yeah. planning on Would you call it? yourself a Watch Dog? I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will buy it, but um, at the moment I can't justify it with the amount of games I'm well, playing. Well, the thing is, is that I don't, I mean, I understand what you're saying, that, that the, when you leave quite a bit of a gap in a very story-intensive game, um, you can kind of find it hard to pick up where you've left off and hard to get back into the game. But when I, when I watch you play it, Willow, I don't, I, it's not that I have trouble getting back into it. It's, I'm like, what, hang on, who are you? What are we doing again? What's the... Yeah, it, like, it, it does move it, quickly, and it, it also uses a fair bit of jargon as well, um, like technological jargon, I think, with some things. And I like I, Although I'm a pretty a somewhat technological savvy guy, I, I still struggle to understand what they're talking about sometimes with the hacking and with the, you know, like... You find this something yeah, very specific computer. Yeah, I, I don't really, because I'm not... Like, I like the idea of hearing the backstories of the different people as well. So yeah, no, that's cool. That's very cool. No, I definitely enjoy that component of it. Yeah, that's great. It's really exciting. You can you feel like a lot more connected to what's happening around you in a very, very big world. Actually, I've had a breakthrough, and I think you'll enjoy this, Kek. Uh, as you were saying before, that Shams has to play games with structure, and we've had conversations on previous podcast episodes about this. I was watching her play Watch Dogs the other day, and we had a breakthrough moment. So would you say that you're a watchdog? I was watchdogging her playing Watch Dogs, yes. She had a, we had a breakthrough <laughs> moment. Shams was playing a game, 
playing the game and she was just hooning around in the car oh, and God. she was running things over and she was killing people and she was loving it. First go. time I've ever seen her just play and just not follow the story, not follow the What's structure. Do you know what? No, no, no. You've changed. No, if anything, that serves as testament to my detachment to the story because if I was really connected to the story, like I was with uh, Infamous, for example, I could, I didn't have the time to hoon around because I just wanted to get through. Like I was so involved in the story. I wanted to see what was going to happen next as soon as possible. With Watch Dogs, I'm just like, uh, Aiden, I don't really, like, who, who are you fighting now? Like, don't, isn't your sister kidnapped? Shouldn't you be trying to go and, fight, like, rescue, okay, no, you want to go and, like, chase, like, that rabbit hole down? Just go find your sister. It took you, like, 15 seconds to find your nephew. Fucking Aiden. <laughs> well, strong words. Such animosity. I don't know, because, the, no, it's just. Very like, anger. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's so kind of like, uh, I feel like it just, it, it's like watching a Bond movie where you find like layers of villains and yep. then it's like, oh, you like, fir- okay, the first guy is the guy that, you know, is trying to shoot you in the street and then you run and like attack him and it, you know, you go like, who's your boss? Who are you working for? And he's like, ah, <clears throat> and he dies and you're like, shit, I've got to like find like who he's working for now. And then you just go Who up does and up. number two work for? <laughs> anyway it just keeps like you keep finding people until you, you found like 16 people and you're like wait a minute didn't you like leave some girl like tied up in a car when you went like chasing this guy down whatever happened to her that's kind of what I feel like with um watchdogs I'm just like but go fucking find your sister and I understand that everything you're doing is to find your sister but it's not really it just seems really convoluted yeah, so yeah it's so I get it. Look, but having said that, I mean, as much as you're like just pouring acid on the game right now, you have been enjoying it. We're still even playing it from what I've seen, right? No. No, you don't enjoy Watch Dogs. Not really. I just because I can't connect with the story. It's kind of like I enjoy doing the arbitrary things, like you know, trying to steal nice cars and blow them up and run people over who are like. You the know, gameplay is fun though, isn't it? Like, it is controlling fun. You Keck would really like it because yeah. he doesn't care about story and he's big on. Controlling and it is cool. You it's all about gameplay. It is fun. It it's, is fun. It's very like, sophisticated. I, I, like, I like driving and turning on all the traffic lights as you go past and watching just the cars just crash into each yeah. other. That's pretty cool. Like yeah. things like that is really cool. Yeah, I, I reckon really, I'd enjoy it. Yeah. You definitely yeah. would. I really like little touches and things like, um, you know, you can you can get into all sorts of cars that you want and how they handle is really different, quite similar to how they would in reality. You know, so you've got like a big truck, um, that handles like a piece of toast. And then you've got, like, a beautiful sports car that, again, handles, like, a piece of toast. Have you driven a piece of toast before? I have. I do most mornings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'm making a piece of toast a thing. You guys use the word potato all the time (laughs) to to reference, like, a stupid person. Look, Shams, I think your piece of toast movement is a bit of a potato. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're a grapefruit. Grapefruits are nice. No, they're not. I, I love grapefruits. They are so bad for you. Do you know how good they are when okay. you're sick? Guys. They are so guys. bad for you. They interact with guys. all the medicine They do not. They do. We are not reviewing a grapefruit. I'm just... Grapefruit. Grapefruit got me over glandular fever, man. Look it up. Grapefruits interact with the drug metabolic pathways of lots of medications. Yeah. Cytochrome she... P450. Look I'm not on up. any sort of She is not in the medical field at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll stop there. Um, moving on.
Yeah. So obviously the uh, publisher has changed, decided to go with a cheaper developer. Why? I, I'm going to say money. I, I'm not sure. I mean, we can only really speculate. I don't think there's an official answer, but I'm going to guess that it was cheaper. Are they paying WikiWitch $2 per... <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Dear but... publisher, you're a jerk. Sincerely, Charms. Charms thinks insert publisher here is a jerk. I think it's True Blue. True Blue. True Blue, blue Games. True blue That's games. like the least True Blue thing you could do. <laughs> Isn't it? It actually really is. It's, it's, Take uh... the game away from their people who love it and play it and have actually put a lot of their passion into it to some people who, yeah, fair enough, might actually care about what they're doing, but obviously don't care enough about the people look, the who Wicked, care about the it. The Wicked Witch games are seeming to getting somewhat better, but, I mean, you have a look at the time when they actually gave them this license, and the games that Wicked Witch had came out with previously, oh, which had reviewed, like, 2 out of 10, 3 out of 10 type games they were getting. Like, come on, guys. You, on what conscience would you give the license to a company like that? It's just... It's, it's not... Decision-based. It's pure dollars and cents, and it's just yeah. And I actually did reach out to Big Ant and uh, plead them to have another go at another game, but unfortunately they did get a response back saying it's just not sustainable, and unfortunately there isn't a budget for it. Someone else in the Big Footy forum also also threw up. um, Perhaps they could do Kickstarter. Let's do the Kickstarter. Also threw up maybe they could do an unlicensed game. Just a local footy type game with the same sort of mechanics, but again, I, I just don't think there's without the AFL license, without the AFL's no. backing of the marketing and that sort of stuff, I don't think there's enough there's enough money for it to be done, and they'd probably just lose. It'd yeah. probably really damage their business, so it's probably not worth it. Um, anyway, thank we really do appreciate the response yeah, began, and that was um, the second response. I'll move on to the other one in a moment that we got from reaching out to a bigger organisation. Now it was interesting, but that's fantastic. So thanks, the response began. Um, nice Thank to know you. that you're fans of the podcast. Yeah, sorry for our like two minute popcorn economic analysis of, of well, I mean, what's happened in the company and why that's happened. The way well, that I is. mean, unfortunately, as consumers, we're in a position where we only can speak. We can only speak on this sort yeah. of stuff. Like, we're not privy to the inside details. I mean, all we know is that the company that we loved made a game that we loved and got moved to another. And we can only guess why that is, and we can fill in the blanks. Unfortunately, there's no press releases explaining this situation, so yeah. you can only look at it and give your own. We could be completely off the mark, but. From everything that's came out of, I mean, Wicked Witch are relatively quiet on the topic, but for everything that's came out of Big Ant's uh, mouth about it, it really seems that they were gutted to lose it and it was taken off them rather unceremoniously. So It's more that it doesn't make any sense to us, really. No. I mean, yeah, it, it's they had a good thing. People still play it now. Yeah, they do. There's more, still a community More so than plays. AFL Live too. There's definitely still a community that plays AFL Live 1. Anyway, uh, we'll leave that there. Uh, we got an email from Hobnob. Uh, which is a sensational name, might I add. Hobnob. You had a Hobnob biscuit before? There's a biscuit called Hobnob. Is really, that what? Yeah. yeah, well, uh, any of the listeners who uh, like who have seen a Hobnob biscuit in the supermarket, get on it. I'm telling you, they're nice. Are they, are they in Australia? They are. They're Isn't Australian a biscuits. Hobnob like a shindig? Like uh, Hobnobbing with someone? Yeah, sort of. But, I, it, yeah, I more think of the biscuit when I say it. Um, I think of shindig. Anyway. Yeah, no, I think that is the, what the term actually means. Anyway, oh, so, so Hobnob said, what is your favourite two-player experience? Oh. What is your favourite two-player experience? Keck, off the top of your head, what do you think? What comes to mind? Oh, um, of all time or? Of all time. Just, oh, jeez. Uh, that's a crazy hard that, question. That's hard. That's very what, hard. What, we'll just show, just quick fire, what, what comes to your mind? If you, we can always come back to it later. Oldest memory, actually, it would probably have to be, and it's... Nobody, I doubt anybody's expecting this, but there's a game on the NES called Trog, 
Trog. That came up Did on you Big. Did I play it? Yeah, that came up on Big Footy. Um, yeah. Recently, it's made by actually. Acclaim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's made by Acclaim. Um, I got it on the NES. My dad bought it for me. Um, geez, in the early nineties. Yeah. And um, I played the absolute crap out of it with my sister. Yep. And um, it wasn't an overly hard game. It had fifty levels. It was. It's kind of like Bomberman ish, isn't it? Uh, sort you, of. You, you dinosaurs. So yep. if you play with two players, there's Spike and Bloop. One uh, Spike and Bloop. Spike is yellow. Uh, orange. Bloop is blue. And um, you pretty much walk around collecting eggs. Right. And you Wait, need to eggs? escape cavemen that try and smack you in with did, their clubs. Did you say you're dinosaurs? Yeah. What? There's a game about dinosaurs and I haven't played it. Yeah, well, they don't really look like dinosaurs to be fair, but um, <laughs> yeah, and you, you walk around just a, a general flat 2D map. You've got to not fall in the water and there's little obstacles like pits of tar and black holes that you can fall into Aww. and you've got to get to the end. And if you play two players, yeah, you've got, so Spike has his own eggs, Bloop has his own eggs oh. and you've got, it's a race to the finish. So you're working together trying to get through the levels. But there's also a little You're bit of a challenge competing. where you can compete with each other as That's to who gets so there first. Cute. And they do a little dance at the end. They do a dance, and like a little yeah. dinosaur dance. Yeah, we'll have to play it. It's really oh fun. God, that sounds great. Yeah. Actually, on our Ape Into the Future mega thread on bigfooty.com, uh, a few people were posting up suggestions for retro games that we could go I'll back to. I'd love to do it. Uh, Padman. Uh, one of the posters on bigfooty.com actually threw up Trog and posted a video of it. And it did actually make... So I, I played it with you once before. Yeah, years ago, Kek, we yes. played this game. Yeah, it's good fun. It's a nice little co-op, uh, fun, fun experience. I do remember. I remember having a blast with it. It was really good. What about you, Shams? Multiplayer games. What's one of your favourites? Oh, bloody hell. Um, you know, I'm going to have like very stereotypical answers. Like Mario Kart, I just remember being young, playing with my brother and family friends. And back then, I think everyone was at a lot more, um, like even uh, evenly matched in terms of skills. So it wasn't kind of like playing it against bloody Keck or someone now. Um, gee, what else? I mean, you, you answer, I'll think some more. Okay, I, I found growing up, I used to love playing competitively against people. Sports games, like taking on people. Pokemon, even battling against yeah. people. Like, I used to love, you know, playing a game, getting really good at the game, and then trying to be the best of all my friends at the game. That's what I used to love doing. Now that I'm older, and it's kind of rare that, I will make an effort to get at a game that aligns with perhaps that my friends are good at, get good at a game and, you know, that will compete on skills. So it's pretty rare that that happens. It's pr and even when it does, like with some games, like FIFA, which are games like people, everybody play, it's not as fun playing competitively anymore. Like even when you win, it's like, it's too intense. I, I prefer playing cooperatively, I find yeah. nowadays. I really enjoy playing like the AFL game series cooperatively. Um, I still enjoy... Uh, What's another cooperative game I like? Even like FIFA, like other sports games, cooperative. Like FIFA's really good. Um, we all played Mario Strikers recently. Mario Strikers, yeah. Really yeah, yeah, really enjoy playing that. Uh, it's a co cooperative uh, yeah. work on a team or... Yeah. Knack was fun. Knack was fun co-op. Trine. Trine. Trine 2, which we play on PS4, is a really fun co-op. You know, like... I don't know. I, I was kind of like, I didn't play... Um, cooperatively much when I was younger. My brother, probably one of the only games my brother brother and I played cooperatively was Halo, mm -hmm. um, the, the first one on Xbox. Yeah. But I remember when I was younger playing with him, we would always play GoldenEye's Capture the Flag, um, not cooperatively, of course, but um, that was probably one of my favourite um, multiplayer experiences. And I reckon since then, um, that's, some, like, that's a game that we'll actually go back to. Mm. And other than that... 
um, vigilante eight. Yes, yeah. special place in my heart as well. Maybe getting a review in the future. Yeah, vigilante. so I won't say too much. But that's and, oh, and Quake too. Did you guys ever play Quake? Quake. Yeah. We played Quake in high school, and the old computers was good fun. Yeah, Quake. there's something about it that's just so basic. And, and all just... of those games that you've mentioned are on the sixty four as well. That was, which was probably my favorite multiplayer console. Yeah, I loved the N sixty four multiplayer. We never had an N sixty four growing up. My parents. Um, no, sorry, I say my, my parents, and it was actually definitely my brother, made the decision to get a PlayStation because one of our close family friends had the N64, so we figured we were getting the best of both worlds. Yeah. But, you know, when you're a kid, you can't really, like, drop everything and go over to your mate's house who lives, like, you know, an hour away. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I was much I, the same. Yeah. Well, um, I had a PS1, but I had lots of friends that had a 64, so I had a fair bit of experience with that as well. Goldeneye was probably, the, whenever we could play it, it was hands-down favourite. Yep. Like, yep. did you play the Capture the Flag quite a bit? I played a lot of GoldenEye, yeah, but I it wasn't fun anymore because I never lost. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, that'd be horrible playing with me. What a, what a, what Nobody a, sh- wanted to play what a shame me. that would be. Nobody <laughs> wanted to play with me, though. That was the biggest problem. No, I can relate. Like, this game is that I don't lose on as well. Like, NBA 2K, I yeah. love, you know, play that series religiously. I, I can't just play a game very often with people that I know. It's just a slaughter. Um, anyway, moving on, uh, I... One more piece of uh, tidbit from Mail. Um, I We recently tweeted out that uh, I was reading um, Console Wars by Blake Harris, which is a book uh, which I actually read on my iPad and downloaded it as an ebook. You can find it through the bookstore, the iBooks or whatever it's called on the iPad, and you can also find it on Amazon. Uh, it's a great book, uh, Console Wars. Uh, Blake Harris uh, writes a story largely from Sega's perspective uh, during the... Uh, Super Nintendo, the um, Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis era. So it's this sort of 16-bit um, and how Sega, how when they first entered that market with the Genesis, um, the Nintendo was well and truly on top from the NES because the NES just destroyed the Master System in the previous generation and how they you know got up to market share uh, to the point where they were almost equal at one point. Uh, World, uh, World in America uh, in particular, uh, they were... They sort of reached par- parity with uh, Super Nintendo All in that terms blast of sales. Processing that they yeah, have. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> blast processing for those who don't know was a feature that essentially was invented by Sega. Uh, it, it was actually a thing that their console did, uh, blast processing, but it didn't actually have any effect on anything in terms of like performance. It so, allowed Sonic to run that fast. Yeah, that's that's what they claim the marketing teams, which is another like made up thing that they had. But it's very interesting because it tells the full stories of how this all went about and the financial ramifications. And then it also shows the crash um, of how Sega fell apart and how Nintendo surged ahead again. And actually there was nearly an alliance between Sega and Sony um, through there as well. It's which for anyone who's into their video game sort of history would know all of this anyway, but um, how Sony then entered the market and, you know, the PlayStation one, the Sega release of Sega Saturn, which is a massive flop and the PlayStation one sort of, sold spectacularly well. Sega Saturn was a fun console. It was. It just um, didn't have many games and they released it. The, the, the way they released the Sega Saturn was at E3, they announced they were making a new console and then they said it's available now, immediately. Yeah. And the retailers... It wasn't marketed. The reta- it wasn't marketed, it was just immediate. You and can it was go expensive. Get it, now. it was expensive. Uh, it was technologically inferior to yeah. the 64 Very and blocky. the PlayStation. And also it was... Because they released it decided to release it out of nowhere they didn't have stock like it wasn't ready like 
they didn't have enough. Like it was just the arcadey games were really fun. Yeah, had a lot. Of they had some good, good ports from ports. like Virtual Fighter yeah. and Virtual Tennis. Daytona, Daytona, yeah, of course. You couldn't yeah. get them on those. Yeah, on no, that's console. cool. They did have a few, but I mean, they definitely put more thought into the Dreamcast, which came later. But obviously, the damage had been done by that yeah. stage, and there was new people in the market like Sony that had captured a lot of market shares, which really hurt them. But yeah, I, I kind of got into a bit of detail there about the book. Uh, well, the kind of topic. Uh, it covers, but it really is a fantastic read. I really recommend uh, anyone who's interested in the business side of it and the people behind yeah. these sort of organizations at Nintendo and at Sega yeah. and their stories and their journeys. And um, I thought it was great. I thought it was told, I would have liked to have seen more characters uh, explored from the Nintendo side of things. I thought it was very Sega focused um, and it did sort of paint uh, Nintendo. I mean, which may, may be accurate um, as very, uh, as sort of the, the the villain in the story, whereas and Siegel was sort of the the hero, but um, it was very interesting read. It was a very very interesting read, and I, I really think that um, anyone who has a, has an appreciation of video game history would really get a lot out of this book and really enjoy it. It, it is a long read. I think it's eight hundred pages. The book wow. that I read, um, but it, it's sensational. I read it in two days, so I had me. I, I didn't put it down um, when I started reading, as Charms will tell you. Uh, I was hanging out with her a few times and, yeah, I was reading that book in... Such a nerd. A bit of a geek. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we did get a shout-out once I tweeted out that I was... Uh, recently that I was currently reading Console Wars by Blake Harris and I'm absolutely loving it so far and how have you guys enjoyed it? Just putting that out there. And he tweeted back to us saying that he likes parts of it. The author of the book. So that was nice of him. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice of him to hit us back. I told him we'd uh, give a bit of a uh, preview of the book. And, yeah, so go out and buy it. You can find it as I did through the uh, the iBooks store or it's available as a hard copy through Amazon and places like that. All the, you know, all the normal online sort of uh, bookshops that people get stuff from. Yeah. So we'll move on from that and let's get into our very first game, which is our retro game. We'll, we'll probably talk about the whole series, which is the WWE Smackdown series. WWF. WWF. Well, WWF slash WWE. It later became WWE. Funny story that. Um, why did it become WWE, Kek? World Wildlife Damn Fund. Pandas. Damn pandas. No. So the the World Wildlife Too confusing for everyone. Fund or Federation or whatever it is. World Wildlife Fund. Is it Fund? Fund. fund. Yeah. yeah. World the World Wildlife, Wildlife Federation. Federation. Did you just keep <laughs> <laughs> like, pandas no, punching? Did you no, just, no, there is. There's, there's a, yeah, there's I was actually meme. making a joke that there is actually an image where they have the World Wildlife Federation and it has a picture <laughs> of a panda holding a steel chair it's so good yeah, in fact, yeah, I'm, gonna, right yeah, I'm showing it to Keck right now it's the best it makes me so happy <laughs> <laughs> we'll, but, um, we'll post that um uh in our twitter and facebook but gee it's such a good picture a panda about to knock out another panda with a steel chair it's pretty fantastic so um <laughs> Keck, what were your experiences with the smackdown yeah or even wrestling video games in yeah. general I um my first experience started with um I used to play uh, WWF uh, what was it WrestleMania? So Super I think Nintendo it was was the first one yes mm. um which was very basic um <laughs> couple of characters and um you know it was yeah there wasn't much to it but that was a bit of fun um didn't play a heap of it but I I've, I've still got it yep um. But the first sort of real experience I had was probably WWF SmackDown on PS1. Yep. Um, oh, I played the crap out of that. Uh, yeah. We um, went through a stage where um, my mum was building a house and um, spent. she was doing it after work most nights. So um, I would lock myself in my room and 
play PlayStation most night or pretty much all the night, all night. So um, played that quite a lot. Uh, then SmackDown Two, I played just as much, if not more. Which um, no, you're wrong. At the stage, yeah, no, you're <laughs> wrong. Um, I pretty much played every one since I stopped at uh, thirteen. Right. I think was the last one that I played. Yep. And um, I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. How just, does it? How does it play now compared to those sort of games? The old ones. Yep. Or the old. How ones? does SmackDown Two play compared to the current sort of wrestling? Game? It's ridiculous. The yep. the response time is just crazy. You isn't it? As soon as it finishes loading, bang, straight into it. Run at each other, and I guarantee you, you won't get the first hit. You won't get the first hit in. Yeah, it's the so AI. Will it's so you straight away. Yeah. it's so fast, isn't it? You could beat the absolute crap out of them, and they'll still get up. It's so funny how you. It just takes you a minute to like the. I don't know what it's called, but the the lock mechanism, I guess, like which player you're targeting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're playing multiplayer, for instance, or which, which we played a lot of. Or if there's more than one person like in the ring, like even the ref, you can go at sometimes if you're playing like a special rules. Yeah, but for you to just get your lock on the right person, by the time you've done that, and I'm talking if you're super fast, even by the time you've done that, you've already copped a punch yeah. or a kick in the face or like something like that. Like it's just immediate. That damn square button, Harshan. Huh, Shut up. <laughs> just a fun fact. Uh, so WWF SmackDown Know Your Role was released in Japan as exciting pro wrestling too. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah, it is exciting for wrestling. Wow. It's just so quick. I mean, I, I found it hilarious that like I we were playing earlier and I managed to put someone through a table, which I remember was an amazing feature for the time to be able to put someone through the table. Oh my gosh, that was just a revolutionary <laughs> uh, gameplay mechanic. But I put him through the table with a power bomb, and he l- literally got up before got my up, he yeah. got up before my character did, which was amazing. <laughs> like you do, uh, you you hit your finisher on them, you do your special move, and they get up immediately. Like it's. It's pretty amazing. It's so fast-paced. and um, But it was actually pretty cool for its time. Um, I, I thought the entrances, in terms of the cinematics they have and the music, <laughs> as funny as they look now with the people walking out... Back in the day, that the, for, for that time, the video was pretty impressive. Like The, the, well, level the of, N64 uh, couldn't do it. No, the N64 had those like freeze-frame type... Yeah. You know what's really funny for me? So the main wrestling game that I played was actually the game uh, that came out a few years earlier called WWF Warzone, mm-hmm. and my brother and I played that all the time when we were younger, um, and that its graphics and gameplay are just, like, m- leagues worse than um, SmackDown and Roll. Yeah, looking back, which is amazing when you consider them on the same console. Absolutely right, but yeah. not only that, so they didn't have, um, like, the entrances or anything, like, you would just have... It's pretty basic. <laughs> it was so basic, like, you'd have the same background of fireworks and one player coming out and then walking down... And then the other player coming out, like, right after. So I remember the first time I saw um, SmackDown's, uh, SmackDown 2, yeah. the entrances, where they had, like, live video in the background. It blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God, what is this witchcraft? <laughs> you know, it was so strange. And now that I've been playing, um, oh, God, I don't remember the name. The One of the more recent WWE ones. B12. WWE uh, I, th- yes. I dropped the SmackDown after a while. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, so I've been playing that one more recently. So now I'm kind of in this just like really odd limbo when it comes to SmackDown. Like it's it's kind of like it's not good enough to be WWE 12 and it's not bad enough to be Warzone. So yeah. I'm just like I don't know what to make of this. It's Do you know what like, I did play a lot of too? What? Did you guys ever play? Um, you didn't have an N64, so you may no. not. Have, but 
WCW versus NWO World Tour. Played that. I also loved um, No Mercy. Yeah, no Mercy, no Mercy. Good. I mean, it had I had one of the cartridges. Uh, and this, when I say I, I, I said earlier I didn't own a 64 as a kid, but I got a 64 when I was an adult and mm-hmm. had the, did have this game. Um, I had one of the cartridges that just randomly reset itself. It was a bug with them. Um, so you'd have a save file. And then for some reason, I think it was after like 24 hours, it had just wiped the whole save. Yeah. Oh. Which is really weird, but um, it was a fun game. Um, the mechanics were sensational. And there was also the, the WCW one that was a WrestleMania 2000, I think it was Yeah, called. 2000, which was on the N64. Yeah, which was really, really cool. A different style of wrestling game, those ones. Um, SmackDown was very fast-paced, whereas yeah. these games were very slow. slow. But slow and methodical. Like, it was interesting. Like, you sort of had to think your way through it. And there was a lot deeper and probably more realistic. Well, not more realistic, but more... Um, there's more depth to it, where um, these games were more arcadey and more quick, mm. quick fire, you know. Um, but it's interesting to see how it holds up today. I mean, going back to it, it's still fun multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, I sure. still in a totally different way than the current WWE 12 one is now. Like, yeah. it's it's and it's almost hard to explain in that um, all the flaws, like even though you know we complain about them now, they're kind of endearing to the game. Yeah. You know, like it's funny watching. Like me, for example, the first time you guys saw me play it, I was struggling to, you know, get the the locks aligned and didn't know what the buttons did. And it was really funny just watching me just get totally pummeled and then me accidentally, like, punching Keck in the face. Can I even though he's my manager. So can I say, one of my biggest gripes with this game is that there, in, both in the SmackDown 1 and the SmackDown 2 games, there's a knockout feature. Yeah. Which... And it's turned on by default. So wrestling matches end. For example, uh, we played a match earlier where Shams was Kane and she was fighting against a computer. And It was Triple H. Triple H. And she chokeslammed uh, Kane's finisher a few times. And then Triple H randomly pedigreed, which is his finishing maneuver, on Kane and knocked him out cold. So there was no... (laughs) So there was no pin, there was no anything. It was just like knocking. Three hundred. It was just a KO, and I—that's not a thing in wrestling. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a thing in like Street Fighter, but it's not a thing in wrestling. It's a thing in MMA. Yeah, definitely. It's not a thing in wrestling. It's not a thing in wrestling. People, the match doesn't end by knockout. It's usually by pin or like tap out or something. Disqualification. Yeah, something silly. Easy way out of a match, I reckon. Yeah. Probably why they did it. You know what happened though is that right after that happened, the game froze for like two minutes. Yeah. It's a good way for the game when it's about to like yeah. shit itself. So not only did not only did it knock out Kane, it knocked out the game as well. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Who are, your, who are your favorite? Who who are your staples to play as when you guys are playing wrestling games? When when Willow and I both play, I'll always choose Stone Cold. He'll always be the Rock. Oh, you that's guys, that's standard. That's yeah. just cute. Yeah. Is like, and is that the same when you're playing individually? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There, that's he, Stone Cold's always been my go-to man. I don't yeah. mind uh, Lesnar either. He's pretty cool. He's, no. But he's only in a choice few games. Yeah, he's, he's in a few. Around. He's been in a couple. So, I, I like in the later games, I often play. Did you guys, like, did you watch wrestling as well? Speaking of, or? sorry, speaking of Lesnar, the best game I thought of all the SmackDown series was uh, Here, Comes um, Here Comes the Pain. Here Comes the Pain. Here Comes the Pain. That had so much depth. That was the game where, do you remember the SmackDown Arena used to have a fist? Yes. That was in the thing? Yeah. You could actually wrestle on, on top, climb on up the to the fist. fist and do a move off the... F- that was so That's cool. That's so badass. Yeah. That was so, so cool. Um, did, so, did you guys actually watch wrestling? I watched it in the late 90s, yeah, early did. 2000s. Yeah, and then the I, Attitude Era. And then I got I, I grew up and I got over Yeah, it. I was the yeah. same. I, I, I cringe watching it, really. I could watch back the old ones, I, but the new stuff rock. makes me cringe. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'd be lying if I didn't at least 
like I don't I definitely don't watch it on a regular basis, but I am curious to see like what the go is now. We get the Royal like, Rumble every year. Yeah, we do. We do watch the the Royal Rumble's fun. We yeah. like that. And, and in WrestleMania, it's different, we, we though. Do... like a, an event is different to like yeah. having like the same yeah. gimmicky like time yeah. fillery. I, I found, found we... myself sitting in front of Foxtel trying to watch it, and I, I was just doing other things. I just couldn't be bothered. It's because it's so long now. And yeah, it, just, it really is. They padded out with rubbish. Like it used to be two hours back in the day, didn't it? It's... Or was it three? Still? Yeah, no, it was two. It's now like three or four hours. Yeah, and it's just it's just nonsense stuff. Like oh, I was watching it the other. day. And, like there was some Russian guy and they were giving him like a medal oh, or right. <laughs> like a big like award ceremony it was like Russians Russia's like star of honor and I was like this is bullshit and actually looked up the medal and it turns out it's a legitimate medal <laughs> and I was like oh, I don't know where reality blurs in with fiction anymore but anyway totally unrelated um it's 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 funny because I remember playing through the different wrestling games like the earlier to late like I would always pick the rock and it depended on like how like how he was looking in reality. So like you'd get like old Rocky, like when he's yeah. like really super like Simone with his square hair and like undies, <laughs> and then you get the cool rock with his like um his like vest and his sunnies and stuff, and then like starting to get like shaved hair. Yeah. I, I definitely got I probably watched a few uh, raw the raw, raw episodes in a row when the rock came back was it last year or the year before i was into that because i Hercules do rock. i do love the rock yeah, um i watched that but i didn't again i probably recorded it and then fast forwarded to the rock parts and watched that <laughs> i do like the rock um but other than that once he was out i kind of got got over it again um but yeah so that's kind of it um for this one in particular the wwf know your role smackdown 2 show us your bits chance I'm gonna give it a solid five. Five out of eight bits. Okay. Yeah, just because okay. it's, and I'll, I'll justify it. I think for me, it's more. I find the and and that's from the point of view of someone playing it today. I find like the little foibles really endearing. I don't find them annoying enough to just get super frustrated by them. And I think that really helps when you're playing in a multiplayer mode. Like I didn't play it in arcade much. Um, it was mainly the multiplayer that I was having a go with. So I yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Um. Look it. I'm looking at it from, I guess if you look at it now, it doesn't really hold up. But um, back in the day, and I think the amount of time I spent playing it, um, the character roster was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the entrances were groundbreaking. The, yeah. the video in the background was Yeah, it blew my mind. Um, there was so many different match choices. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven out of eight bits. Yeah. Loves it. Okay. I will give it a six. Six out of eight bits. I, I love it. Uh, I loved it. I can see how flawed it is, like, mechanically-wise, sure. which is they to be expected. Were, yeah, they yeah. are. I mean, some games are timeless, though, but this is not one of those games. It is still fun multiplayer, which gives it extra points for me. The fact that I played it with you guys and still had a laugh and it was still enjoyable mm. it shows that it's aged at least okay. What was alarming, though, was going through the roster of the character select, and it's amazing how many of those wrestlers are dead, (laughs) which I, that's really sad. Like, the steroid abuse and all the other stuff that goes on with that is really unfortunate for some of these wrestlers, and seeing that the amount of people you just go, oh, I remember that guy, he's, he died at 30. They all died in like their <laughs> 30s and their early 40s, so many of them. And it's just it's been very, 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 very sad. Um, yeah, so on that sort of sour note, we'll move on to the next game. I'm, I don't think I've ever been blown away with a Mario Kart game. Um, actually, no, I lied. Mario Kart uh, Double Dash did because it was Six, different. 64 was pretty amazing. Yeah. 64 was. Because you hadn't seen it. 
Mm. Yeah, but I still, I was, I think I was probably too young to really understand yeah. how much it changed. But okay. um, this one looks amazing. It's the first Mario Kart in full HD. Mm. Um, it is gorgeous. It looks beautiful. It's probably the best looking Wii U. Actually, it is the best looking Wii U game so far. Yeah. Which there aren't many. Yeah. But um, yeah. so it's not really saying much. But it does look beautiful. It's smooth as hell. Uh, the online is perfect. I'm not going to say perfect, but it's as close to perfect as I think Nintendo will get it. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah. When you compare it to the previous Wii version. I, I, look, I think the online's done well within a horrible console system. Like, the online on the Wii can't be done that well because no. the system in itself is broken in terms of the friend code crap and all that sort of stuff. Like It's, it's, it's gotten better, though. You've got usernames now. I've seen also when you... Um, want to do a tournament or something you've got to give out codes like it's still now you can join people's tournaments online i've joined random tournaments no no no, to create your own oh to create there's like codes and it's just yeah unnecessarily convoluted like the technology is we're past that yeah so and they're still struggling and it is what it is but for a wii u game yeah it's probably fantastic for nintendo it's probably their most but i mean if you compare it to them it's great but if you compare it to other platforms it's not so good yeah i really enjoyed it um which is interesting because i'm not i wouldn't consider myself a huge mario kart fan or player yet i look back at the previous generations and i pretty much bought every one i have like i really have like right back even the game boy advance one i purchased it was a game i got with the system i got the wii one i got I've got Mario Kart 7 on the 3DS. So I do, I, do, I do play them and I do enjoy them. And I have enjoyed this one. And I wasn't expecting to be blown away by it. I pretty much bought it for the multiplayer component to play with friends. Um, and yet it did kind of blow me away, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the graphics were pretty amazing. Like, and that's not something I ever expect from Nintendo. But it was really good. Really, really pretty game. Uh, really well done. It's a really good sense of speed and animation. And I just think it's, uh, it's the composition of it's great. Um, I've had some good fun with this game. I think the 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 challenge and the drifting is really tight. I, I think they've tightened up the drifting mechanics from the Wii For version sure. quite a bit, which is good. Um, it seems like it's uh, more in control. Um, I what I what I didn't enjoy for this one was the the battle. Um, oh, uh, what? Nobody enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed the battle mode. Have it's... you not? No, have you not played this one? No, I have. I mean, it's I battle think... mode on a full track. Yeah, which is ridiculous. You spend three quarters of the time trying to find the opposition. Yeah, on the. I like it. Apparently, so I hear, and it's, the rumors are probably very loose right now. But um, <laughs> come on, that was, was so good. That was so good. I'm so proud of myself. Can I just read back that transcript, please? <laughs> what did, Kek? What did you say? I said the rumours are very loose. And, and Shams, you said... Like your mum. Carry on, Nick. <laughs> anyway, let me finish. Um, but I've heard that apparently they're going to re... Sort of... Bring back the... Um, <laughs> you've you've re- thrown me off now. Re- re- bring back... All he's thinking about is his mum's bits. <laughs> Mum's loose bits. They're thinking about bringing back the old, so revamping <laughs> the old tracks. I can't even continue. The old battle arenas. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your mum's old battle? Mark? <laughs> now you're just turning everything I say into a your mum joke. No, you're turning everything <laughs> you say into a your mum I can't change the way that I've said it. We can't. Go to your mum's rainbow road. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, I was thinking more yours. Your one's Chocolate Mountain. <laughs> chocolate Mountain? <laughs> okay, all right. We have to give her a bullet bill. It's a bullet bill? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you, look, you, look, you looked at me like I said that wrong, and I was like, is it bullet bill? And you're like, yeah, oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, no, the, the past... Uh, Battle modes in the previous games, the Mario Kart games, are done in enclosed I want arenas. the double-decker arena from the N64. Line. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, look, I, I didn't mind. I, I, I've played, like, you know, Mario Kart 7 and a lot of the older ones as well, but I didn't mind the fact that it was on a full track because, um, you know, a lot of the, the CPU players that you're playing against, they fill up the space well enough. The only thing that really, really pissed me off was... Um, once you lose your three balloons, that you turn into a ghost. You, well, you turn into a bomb on N sixty four. No, but it's much the same. No, but once you um, you can still have an impact on the game, which I think is kind of unfair. You could on the N sixty four version too. That was the whole thing. You'd ram your bomb into someone. Yeah, and I don't you'd know. Get a satisfying kill. I don't like after it. you're dead. That's the thing I don't like about battle mode as well is that once you lose your balloons, you're kind of like ugh. You know, like, at least in the race, like, even if you're dead last, you're still like, I could come back and win. In battle mode, it's like, if you lose your, if you get, like, stooge, which you can, you can get, like, shot out of nowhere, yeah. like, three times, and you're just like, okay, I've just got to, like, do nothing. I've just... Um, They're sorry, not long battles, though. Who, yeah, who I feel, I feel ever, like that. Who is ever coming 12, dead last, going to be like, oh, I can turn around. You turned, you turned around when we played and went... Backwards. The wrong way. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds like a, that sounds exactly like the sort of thing. Didn't you get upset and turned it off? <laughs> Me? No. That sounds exactly like the sort of thing. Hey, when doing. it comes to writing in 12, Shams, I wouldn't be able to turn it off. Oh, shut up. Yeah, that was, you were playing, what, playing like 150cc, whatever. No one does well in that. Oh, yeah, anyway. Have you seen my game? No. Oh, <laughs> I feel like we got some bragging coming on. Oh, good gravy. <laughs> good hey, gravy. Good grief, Charlie Grant. Um, anyway, what was I going to say? I was going to say, I really... I remember, you know, when we reviewed this as a perspective game mm. a few episodes ago, one of my... We all <laughs> just watched the trailer and just, you know... I groaned. A, yeah, we had a real big go about how... Well, I had a big go about how gimmicky it was and what the point of, you know, going um, anti-gravity is yeah. and... Blah, blah, blah. And having played through a lot of the tracks... It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's not as bad as I was expecting it to be. Like, they've made it occur in such a way that it's very natural and it flows very well with the consistency of the track. Like, it's not something like you're going uh, completely normal and then all of a sudden everything's upside down, you know? Like it, and, and it a lot flows of the times, and you don't tell that you're upside down. Exactly. You really and tell. a lot of the times when you have to go against the side of the wall, that's your choice. You don't necessarily have to. Mm. Um, it's something you can do. And I really like the element of how many hidden uh, shortcuts and things there are that aren't, that aren't um, you know, blindingly obvious. And even a lot of the times when you make a mistake, for example, uh, it can come and, you know, actually turn out to your benefit. But I reckon one of my favourite things, and it's such a minor and insignificant thing, but it's a big deal to me, is that when you fall off something, the response time... So much quicker. So much quicker. Yeah. It's You barely miss a second. I find it funny when you play as Lakitu, or Lakitu, however you want to pronounce it, the cloud guy, oh. when he picks you up as Lakitu. As himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, I only play as one person. Me too. Who's that? Yoshi. Yes, please. Waluigi. Really, Waluigi? What? He's like the most greatest character ever. One, he's one, the most greatest One gripe I really do most have. Most greatest. And I've, I've actually Googled it because it pissed me off so much. Lucia? One, or besides that, 150cc, Dolphin Shoals, it's like the AI say, fuck you, 
we're just going to go all out this one. It's the only one that I can't beat with three stars. Really? By, and by three stars, for those of you that don't know, you get three stars if you come in first every single race. It's the only race that I can't come first in because they just step it up. Try it. No, and no, no. I'm, I I'm urge saying... my listeners to give it a go as well if you haven't already, but if you've played it, I'm sure you've experienced it, but it's pissed me off and it's all over the internet mm-hmm. that for some reason that stage, and I think it's Dry Bones Dunes, which is another really disliked stage, and those two stages, no one ever chooses online. Some of them just like cheap. Like, they just, just ramp it up. Like, and, and, and you're leaving it's... me, and you're leaving me winning on like the last straight, and you just get shot like fourteen yeah. times. Yeah, and you'll finish like tenth, and, oh. like, okay. and you, all your you, prizes are like coins. And... If you run a near perfect race, don't worry about it. Green shell, blue shell, blue shell, red shell, green shell, eighth. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've just run a perfect race. I've nearly broken my game pad. So many times because of it. I've seriously nearly thrown it across the room. I've caught myself mid-throw. Yep. 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 And I just yep. thought, I don't know how I'm going to replace this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, but wait, future keck. Future keck. What, what does it? What would happen if you broke? Because you, you can't. You don't you have to can buy a whole order new system, a whole, would you? No, no. You can order a whole new gamepad. Oh, really? But I think it's like $100 plus. See, what I hate about the gamepad on the Wii U is that I can't, like, we can't both use it. Use more than one? Yeah, that's... Graphically, I don't think... The system can handle it. It should be able to. That's what I'm well, Is that really like such a big issue? Though? It's yeah. transferring the screen twice, well, so you, you've you, essentially got three screens. No, 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 no I just mean, I just mean, and if it was like a touch, like as a controller, then so the yeah, games that use have, that interface, yeah, you know, sure. you both have PS Vitas, but you never use a PS Vita together when you're playing a PlayStation Four game. Yeah, I don't know, but the. The PlayStation Vita is just a, a, gimmick, an a gimmick that they can yeah. use. The, the Wii U thing is a is a built-in like. I, I find the, the gamepad to be really cumbersome. In fact, I really for Mario Kart is. I don't use it for Mario Kart. I use the nunchuck and thing. I can't use it for Pikmin. I can't use it for Mario. It, it, it's it's very counterintuitive for Pikmin because Pikmin's uh, a game where you've got a point yeah. at the point. Where, works a lot I've better. used it for probably the GameCube. It worked well though. No, you use the the gamepad in conjunction with the. The pointer in Pikmin because the gamepad has a separate function. Doesn't I know it? it's got separate information, but a lot of people use it as the main controller, and I think it's just really, uh, it is very very clunky. Like you'd think that for some, like for an area where you can just literally tap on the person that you want to do whatever, it'd be easier. But it's so much mm. harder, and it's just it's a lot more like time consuming and. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we did preview this game um a while ago uh, when they showed us a trailer. Keck has it. Met, surpassed, or not met your expectations? Surpassed. Surpassed. Um, I was okay. a bit sceptical. Um, I remember in the last episode we discussed it a little bit and I wasn't too happy with the anti-gravity. And yep. It seems like a massive gimmick. Um, they haven't really... I feel like, like, like Sham said before, it sort of just ties in well with the game mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it's an added thing. It just, it just goes. Yeah. And you can't tell that you're upside down. And, and like Sham said before as well, if most of the stages you don't actually have to go anti gravity, yeah. yeah, or if you do and you don't have a choice, it be, it doesn't change anything. You just see the wheels go on an angle. Yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't. Um, and you you wouldn't know if which but is if you like, look at the course. Which when you think about it, it's kind of like it makes it kind of unnecessary when you think about it. Like it doesn't it's really do pointless, anything. But yeah, it's just it's, it's nice just to look at. Yeah, and just, if you see when they do that at the start of it, they show the stage. They, yeah. they yeah. show the whole stage, and you can see exactly. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's and nice for visual. I guess that's what we were, our criticism was when we were reviewing it. Is it we seemed unnecessary? Yeah, it's yeah, what's the like, point? What's what are you adding? And it does. But they've got to change it. Really, no, no, no. But for a game that's purely about aesthetics, it's a really smart move. I think. And in terms yeah. of features, I mean, 
we talked about this last time as well, having played this game now, what if, if you say you're up in, you know, Japan, Nintendo HQ, what would you be looking to do differently for the next game? What would you be adding? What would you be changing? It's tough. Yeah, it really <clears throat> is. You know, like, I'm, it's, I'm just doing this because it's so easy for us and a lot of people, in fact, to, you know, throw sticks and, and stones and be like, Nintendo, you're so unoriginal, you're so boring, blah, blah, blah. But when they you think about it... They don't have a choice, really. And it's, and you know what? You were... Um, not Cake, sorry. Willow, you are saying earlier that you buy every... Mario Kart. Which surprised me, because I don't really feel compelled to, yet I do. So, yeah, uh... but you do, right? But, <laughs> but And you're like, oh, you're never thrilled to play it. But it's like, Mario Kart isn't necessarily a game you buy for the innovation. You buy it because... It's fun. Exactly. And, and it's trust... You, you trust it. You, you just know. And you can't... You always want to see what they're doing, yeah. what else they've changed. And not from the point of view, like, that's going to necessarily make the game better, but just because I want to see what they can do, what's look, left. It's worked every time. They haven't released a Mario Kart game that's gotten less than an 8. From any on any website. Well, Mario Kart Eight has an eight. Though. That was just really. Bad. That was disgusting, <laughs> absolutely disgusting. Coming from a man who's like farted four times in this podcast, I wouldn't be pointing the finger. Disgusting. <laughs> fart jokes are hilarious, man. I'm not talking about your fart jokes. I'm talking about your <laughs> literal farts. They're also hilarious. <laughs> They're really not. They're very stifling. Oh. Stifling. <laughs> Yeah, I have Every time to... I hear that, I think trifle. You know that delicious dessert? Maybe that's why you're fighting so much. You've been eating too much trifle. I haven't had trifle in ages. My grandma makes a mean trifle. <laughs> so I had to make myself an anti, like, an inverse Dutch oven where I, like, covered myself <laughs> with a blanket to protect myself from your farts. Think of the poo particles. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's like that South Park episode. <laughs> anyway. I don't know if I want to see them given how dirty they sound they are, but show us your beards, cake. Oh, sorry, dude. Um... <clears throat> Oh, it's hard because I've it's only been out for a few months. Few months. Um, I'm probably still going to give it a ooh, seven point five. I'm going to say sure. You yeah. Can, yeah, you can go in. Yeah. Seven and a half. Um, it's given me many many hours, and I've recently been on holidays, so I've been playing it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken up most of my time. Now I'm back at work. I'm not really paying. I'm not really playing it too much, but um, yeah, it's taken up enough of my time to give a score like that. Cool. Jumps? Um, I, you know what? I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a six, not because I think uh, there's anything necessarily wrong with it. The only thing is that I, I just realised as you were talking, uh, Keck, is that I only play it for its multiplayer mode. Like if it a was... A lot of people do. Yeah. No, people but do. I feel like, like that's, that's, I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive to have a, an entire game that you would only play for a sub feature. You know, like it's it's well, main not necessarily. feature. Necessarily, like no. like people play it online. Which, Call of Duty, you, know, you can play that. <laughs> no, 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 but that's different. Yeah, Call of the entire game. People play multiplayer online. People don't play the single player. <laughs> no, no, no. There's people who buy I, Call of Duty games and don't ever play the. Online. I know, but like you were talking, for instance, yourself, you play online against people. That's yeah. that's not necessarily no. That's not necessarily multiplayer. Okay, you're so you you're mean still playing by local yourself. Local multiplayer. Yeah. I play I, I play it for local multiplayer, not because yeah. I want to go online and necessarily race against people, because it's something social and fun to do with my literal friends there who are present, you know? So There's I guess no friends like literal friends. Yeah, they're the best. Um <laughs> but I guess that's that's probably why I'd give it a six is because I feel like that's somewhat of a, a what I feel like I'm wasting the game a little bit and I So don't it's know. not compelling enough for you to play it by yourself. That that's exactly it. And I feel yeah, if, if I was gonna play a game by myself I would, which is really strange because I did play the 3DS one by myself a lot, but that's so convenient for time and places. Like, yeah, you're on, Portable. yeah, you're on the train waiting to 
go wherever. You just play like a couple of rounds and you get that little character unlock sense of accomplishment. It's great. So I've got, I'm really impressed with the game. I'm, it's uh, exceeded my expectations from when we did the preview. So that's great. Um, the, so, I mean, I suppose you could even give that a seven. I've got no real complaints with the multiplayer side of it. It's just, I'm, I'm not drawn to it enough by the levels or the aesthetics to play the single option. Cool. A real six out of eight bits for charms. Look, this game definitely exceeded my expectations. I will say that I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, I do feel interested to play it. It doesn't get me for long periods of time. I find that I play it... Whenever I play it, it'll be for less than half an hour. I don't play it in long uh, long sort of sessions. And yeah. I even find multiplayer, I don't play it for long sessions either. It's fun, but to me, it's doing well in the first place to get me playing a racing game because I don't have any interest in racing games whatsoever. So it's a fairly compelling racing game that even gets me to play it at all. And I, and I do enjoy it. It's just, yeah... It does get... Racing around gets repetitious for me after a while. It's the same sort of thing. Um, but it's still very, very enjoyable. So those short bursts that I do have playing it, which at the moment, you know, I probably play half an hour here or there, you know, every other day pretty much. So I'm playing it fairly often. Um, I do enjoy it. And I've spent some time playing it with different friends multi in multiplayer mode um, and had a blast. Um, even playing through... Trying to unlock certain things on 150cc and stuff like that is good fun. And... <coughs> Yeah, I'm having a lot more fun with it than I thought I would. And I really enjoyed the 3DS version. I spent quite a bit of time playing that. But once I stopped playing the 3DS version, which I played it quite a bit and then stopped, I haven't gone back to it in years. So I'm interested to see whether that happens in this one or whether this is a game that I pull out. I suspect it will still be a game I pull out because of the multiplayer um, part of a, of a console as opposed to a handheld. You know, you're not going to play. It's more difficult to play the multiplayer on a handheld. So I think I will. Um, and for that reason, I, I think the longevity and the, the fun that I've had with it and the fact that uh, it surpassed my expectations, I have to give it at least a 7. So a 7 out of 8 bits. I've really had a good time with this game and I think I'll continue to do so. And for a game that's really not in a genre that captivates me in any way, shape or form, to have that kind of effect on me, it's really well put together. So yeah, I really applaud it. I think it's a fantastic game and I think that I was fairly jaded and cynical about the franchise upon its announcement. And yeah, no, it's, it's really, I, I'm humble enough to admit that I was, I was wrong on this one. And it is, it is a far better game than I expected it to be. But I think that just about does us for Mario Kart. Um, how about we move on to... Oh man, I'm so excited about this game. Well, go on, Shams, what are we doing? Because it's because it's because it's not Mario Combat. Or whatever. <laughs> Mario Combat Eight. <laughs> what did I say at the start? Was it Mario? Um, you uh, said Mario uh, Mario, Kart, Mario Kart Ten. 10. Would it be better if I said Mortal Kart? Mortal Kart Ten. <laughs> Mario Combat. Oh my God! There is a way you can improve. Mario Kart is um, yeah. Sub Zero and Scorpion driving carts. Oh my God! Yeah. Just the uncharted carts. Uncarted. 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 <laughs> oh my God. No. Oh God. Uncarted. Naughty Dog. Funny story behind that. Naughty Dog yeah. usually release three games. So Crash Bandicoot 1, Crash Bandicoot 2, Crash Bandicoot 3, Crash Team Racing. They released Uncharted 1, Jack Uncharted and, 2. So there was Jack and Dax. Oh, yeah. Like Jack and Dax the 1, right. Jack and Dax the 2, Jack and Dax, Jack 3. And, and then they had Jack, Jack and Dax the Racing. And Jack and Dax the Racing game. And now... Uncharted oh, 1, Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3. And uncarded. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's coming next. There's actually a funny uh, meme on yeah, that. Just, They've got this. Yeah, it's a picture of Nathan Drake in a little car. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's we'll actually funny. have to get it up. and We might post it on our Twitter. Yeah. I would love to play uncarded. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, 
But, but, um, but what I'd like to play even more is Mortal Kombat 10. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's really cool. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm so, so very excited for this game. We've, we've talked in many, many episodes about my love for this game and, in fact, all of our love for this game and how it's been something that's um, it really uh, sets fighter games quite apart. Um with its, I guess, storyline for me, it's like, I guess, supernatural element and it's really rich back story of how all the players came to get there and um, where they're going to go forwards and what their role in the tournament means to them in, in, as, as part of the story. But um, watching the trailers and the, the um, new gameplay footage that's come out that um, Ed Boon actually released um, on IGN of days ago was it no a few, it was a few weeks ago, few weeks ago. oh at e3 that's right mm. um i just think it looks pretty incredible i mean that's not to say that i don't have my fair number of issues with it as usual with any prospective trailers but um let's start with the positives first so what looks good james i think the graphics oh my god the aesthetics the of this game is insane is phenomenal you know the the backgrounds the um, different stations that you can play in. Um, Interactivity with... Yes, that looks incredible. Um, and then you've got things, the more interactive parts of the game, so just the the, the way that the movements look incredibly fluid. They um, have this great interplay with the environment as well. And you've got, um, you know, your classic, the actual fighting moves, so things like your fatalities, but not even the fatalities, the the in-game kind of mini fatalities that they have, like where... Um, the X-Ray. X, that's it. I was like, what's the name for that it? they've bought from Mortal Kombat 9. Yes, yes, they've brought along from you that. You see so, the bones breaking and skulls and it, being doesn't it look? And, doesn't it look so much yeah. sharper than Mortal Kombat 9? I remember being so impressed with that and so um, taken aback by it. And it's really funny because I feel almost desensitised to it now. Yeah. Um, in that you see it and you're like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. It looks really good. Whereas when I remember seeing it in Mortal Kombat Nine, I was just like, what? That's insane. Taking violence to a new level. But Especially considering it was banned in Australia. I know. We managed to get a copy. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't. What? No, I think it's legal now. Completely. <coughs> oh yeah, legal uh, after it was legal. Yeah. Not right. before. Um. So it does look like a dramatic uh, graphic. Step oh, up, yeah, doesn't it? Sure. I'm really excited. Um, one thing that Ed Boon actually mentioned when he was going through the gameplay um, is, and I really agree with this, he said that they introduced a, a very small feature at the start of each match is where the players have this very brief exchange with each other, and I think that looks mad in terms of just setting the mood for the fight. It, just, very, it looks very well done. They did it, it in can, Mortal Kombat 9, though. No. Not to the same depth, yeah. but it they like didn't, they've done it here. Yeah, they, they yeah. just said a generic comic. Yeah, Whereas here, they like actually address each individual yeah, yeah. person differently. Like, yeah. And you know what I think looks different for me in this game? Um, I think, uh, completely contrary to what I was saying about Mortal Kombat 10 before, um, sorry, Mortal Kombat 10, I've now pulling an inverse willow completely contrary to what i was saying about mario kart before i feel like mortal kombat x is going to be a game where i'm really go i can't wait to actually play it in arcade mode the single player mm. and just go through the story because mortal kombat's you know origin it's 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 universe basically has been a story that i've been really interested in but it's really quite hard to follow in terms of all the different um, games and, and offshoots that you've had, you know, the Sub-Zero world and all of that stuff. It's really hard to kind of keep track of what's been happening in that universe. But 
Um, I feel like they're going to go out of their way to make that a little bit clearer now that they've added new characters like uh, Cassie Cage, mm. who's um, Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade's daughter. How did you guys feel about the new characters? My initial the, reaction was... Ugh. That's coming under the, the negatives um, for me. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... They're trying to introduce something that people aren't going to take too kindly to. Such a... What do you mean? What? I'm not sure. I don't like the idea of Cassie Cage. I don't know. I just really? stick with... Keck, I'm going to put something to you that you don't like new anything. No. I don't... <laughs> and look, and, and having said that, I'm, I'm, I'm still open to it. Yeah. I'm just sort of... I'm really just looking at it from what I've seen so far. And yeah. I, look, I'll admit if I'm wrong, so um, what, I probably will be. What? So what about these characters in particular? It's a bit cheesy. Know? Oh, Johnny Cage's daughter now, and like cheesy. Mortal Kombat is cheesy by default. Of course though. it is. No, but I don't think it's. Well, Johnny I mean, Cage was a lame character anyway. He in was. My I hated him. Now you're just making. Him I love like, Johnny Cage. Leave Johnny Cage. I, alone. And now you're just combining Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage together. That's as usually one. what happens when you it have children. Like, it was like Striker. Combined biology. It was like Striker was, was the, the worst character in video games. A cop with guns. You don't bring guns to a knife fight. <laughs> this guy. You don't bring guns. OG right here. You don't bring guns to a demon and like freeze and fire and what come over here. Fight. Come on. No. I mean, no other character has a gun. <laughs> um, I. What makes Striker so special? He's a lame ass cop, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with cops. I really do like cops. However, bad cops. Bad like cops. Look, I um, like I, I agree with you somewhat in the sense that I've got my issues with some of the new characters as well. But Cassie Cage isn't actually one of them. I, uh, I like, like Cassie Cage. I like that. I really like the fact that she's fully clothed. First of all, really, really. There's titties. Though. Yeah, but Ooh. she's wearing. Females generally do have them again, but they're a little more visible than what they probably should be. That's okay, really... but it's it's not like you've got some. The focus Melina isn't on her. Yeah, yeah, she's that, not in a bikini. Melina was ridiculous. That yeah. was just crazy. No one wants to see that shit. No. Don't they? Wait, I don't know what you're I think there's plenty about. of fans that want to see that. The, the skimpy little thing that Melina used to wear. Again, the, the same games. thing. And obviously, as a, a female, I I actually... She looks like someone who's strong and, um, I guess, capable. And someone who, ironically enough, is grounded a little bit more in reality than some, again, disgustingly grotesque, nerdy male video gamer's idea of what a woman looks like when she's fighting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm really glad to see... That they've they've changed and actually have made someone look a little bit more sensible, and that's not to say that they don't have like a like a little bit of skimp still in there. And keep in mind, this is only based on what they've revealed to us, which at this stage is not many a six lot. characters. Um, Why can't there be an overly obese woman? Why can't there be an independent black woman who don't need no man? She probably wouldn't be a good athlete. I mean, and you know what, as, 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 as <laughs> you know what, no, as much as I know you're joking, they are actually in- including diversity in this, in that they have. Um, a little person woman. Yeah. But having said that, I hate her as a character. Just, hate? That's a strong word. No, just because Do you know her? It's ridiculous. What is she? She's like riding on the back of this big monster and like she I hate... She runs around on I hate the two for one. That's what I really don't like is Farah and Tor. I really don't like that. And I, I said that when we did um, when, when the first when we were doing the E3 um episode and we talked about the trailer i hated that combination it just looks stupid and gimmicky and from a gameplay i would really hate controlling two characters as one and you'd feel like you'd be you're controlling not you're only controlling hearts. the one are you no yeah, you're not controlling the little one yeah the little one does she just walks around and jumps off his back every now and then no but he you can control her through him 
No. The sun moves. They yeah, work can, together. The sun moves where he can like pick yeah. her up and throw yeah, her. Yeah, but stuff. you're not controlling her as such. Well, again, I'm not comfortable with that. Like, I really hate the idea of like someone just scrambling around. But you know, um, well, one of the characters who they've introduced who I do really like the look of is Kotal Khan. I like the look of him. He looks mad, doesn't he? Like we saw him do um, a fatality where. Uh, oh no, sorry, that was the the Ferrator one where they ripped uh, Cassie Cage no. in half. But uh, he, did, he did one, did he? Oh no, he did the ice pick. The ice pick, yeah. I'm going to uh, strongly disagree with both of you and say that, and I generally do with you in this regard, Keck, where you you enjoy the traditionalist side of video games, whereas I'm someone who always wants innovation. I always want change it, something new, refresh it, because I, I get kind of bored and I'm like, I want something different. Whereas. Um, in this game, it looks like they're doing that. Don't get me wrong, I did, you know, I did think it was really cool when I saw Scorpion versus Sub Zero, and I'm glad they've still got those characters in the game. But I actually find the new characters really interesting. I'm really looking forward to playing as them. The, the two that you guys have said you you hated the Ferrum and Tor, um, which is the, the the big dopey thing with the little person the controlling it, or it looks like a child, but I think it's a young woman. It's a, it's a little person. Yeah. Little person. I, yeah. I think it's great. I think I've never seen that in a game before and I think that's a cool concept. I'm willing to give it a go and see what it's like because, uh, wow, that's different. You know, like I haven't seen that. I'm interested to see how that plays and how that feels and what's that like. So I'm curious. And Cassie Cage, I think is great. I think, you know, it's cool. It's a little shout out back to the lineage of, you know, acknowledging where you've cool been. Too, and, yeah. and I think that's great. And so I, I just had a different take. Like I, I get where you guys are coming from and I definitely know that you like to have updated versions of what you know and love, but and you'd probably like to see, you know, more of the older characters there, which they're probably going to cut in favour of some of these new ones, which you know is going to happen. They're going to cut my two most used characters. No, that's not true. uh, Ed Boon actually said in a recent interview that the game's main antagonist is going to be a surprise returning character. So it's someone that we know, but returning, I don't know what he means by that. Well, it would be one that hasn't been in the last few games. Exactly. So you'd it's not going to be a favourite. And you'd have to think it's going to be like one of the It'll bosses. be someone like Motaro. Motaro. Uh, Motaro. Goro. Um, Goro. Yeah. Oh my God. Imagine bringing Goro back. They will. I reckon it'd be Goro. Oh. Kitaro, maybe? maybe? We haven't seen him for a while. You know what? Do you know why I'm so sceptical about the new characters? <sighs> Mortal Kombat have a history of bringing in terrible new characters. Meat. Okay. That drunk guy, that Ken uh, um, from Street Fighter, just wanna be just Ken quietly. Come on, just just quietly. I actually thought the the drunk guy was hilarious to fight with. I thought it was, he was he all he did was vomit. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was great. It was hilarious, but was uh, it good? Did you ever play as him? Yeah, quite often. Competitively, I, did. I didn't. I don't to win. I don't really play the game competitively. To I play for fun, but yeah, it's, I um, liked Meat. Meat was garbage. It was just a that's, guy without skin. That's why I liked him. If you looked up a list of Mortal Kombat characters, there's been so many terrible ones. Well, okay, so who... Let's see. I'm going to do just that. Bo Rai Cho. Bo Rai Cho was the drunk, drunk moron. Yeah. I remember him. Just crap. Frost, Natara. Frost was just a Glacius from... Yeah, I know. You like Ermac and Rain. Ermac Rain, and Rain were my two. Rain has been in three games. Yeah, I don't that's care. It. I love him. Ultimate Mortal Kombat was... <laughs> I don't know why Ermac and Rain even though one wears purple <laughs> oh purple's my, not cool it's like orange or red, red. purple right. is cool and I liked Noob Cybot Noob Cybot was cool and I he, they, he they was very cool in 9 yeah he, he was, was he was the coolest cool. one I, I played as he was my main guy who I played with I god I hope they bring him back I know he's just like Black Sub-Zero they will bring Scorpion, him back but he's great I like Smoke as well and I really Me liked too. what they've done with him um, Meat is not stupid. Okay, so Meat 
He he was a horrific experiment created by Shang Tsung. He ex- escaped the sorcerer's clutches before he could be completed. So he's not skinless. He's just half complete. He's skinless. You're a jerk. Anyway, um, Meat initially served as skin. In 2011, Meat was ranked as the fourth worst Mortal Kombat character by Screw Attack and the second Thank goofiest you. Mortal Kombat character as to, by Topless Robot. He's placed second to last, 40th, 49th, in UGO's 2012 listing of the top 50 characters. Hey, so he's like... Alright, well, let me just see who garbage. Screw Attack's top 10 worst Mortal Kombat characters are. But while I'm looking that up, you guys... What I just want to hear what your thoughts are on the three different modes that you can select as um in the gameplay. Like you know how in the gameplay we were showing, uh Sonya, um Sonya, sorry Cassie Blade for example. Yeah, so each fighter Shit, has Cassie Cage. Cassie Cage. Each uh, fighter has three distinct styles you can select, and basically yeah. opens up completely different moves. I like that. That's yeah. a way of adding depth, uh, to um a, a simplistic game, and I really like that. But what I concern me about that is that he said oh yeah you can select that prior to the fight why can't i change that in the fight i know that maybe you can i could be wrong but you should what? be able to switch styles and maybe press like select or something no if he, well, he did justify that that it's would because be very confusing it would be really confusing and the, no the, but if the the, point they is... have a different a different look depending on what they're doing like you know uh, unless they walk off the screen and get changed I don't want them to just change. No, their... no, a different look. Like you know, I think one of the ones like a fire one. Like he starts getting fire from his hands or <clears> something <throat> like that. You know, like someone's hands were glowing blue when they're in a certain. Not just little things like that. It doesn't have to be a complete costume change. You know. I don't know. I I agree that um, I I agree with Keck in that I think it'd just be way too confusing during the game. And what Ed Boon and the the creators' actual justification of that was is that it allows a lot more combinations of. Uh, characters to, I guess, be better matchups. So, for example, um, the example that he uses is that Sub-Zero and Raiden are, are typically really good um, antagonists, whereas, you know, um, what would be another one? Like, Sub-Zero, typically, he wouldn't be very good against, say, future Cassie Cage, because you'd think that his supernatural abilities would overwhelm hers. Whereas if she selects, you know, if she had, like, a battle mode or something where yeah. it really ramps up, I guess, her attacks... And if he were to create, uh, be in like a, some different mode, that would be a, a much more, I guess... Suited matchup. Exactly. Um, so, so far on the list that I'm seeing, uh, number 10... Um, Is this worst characters? Yeah, worst characters. Number 10 Let's was just... Bo Rai Cho. Yeah, so, what, what's the worst one, Jumps? Okay, fine, fine, fine. Let's scroll ahead. Um, it's going to be that Ken wannabe. What Ken wannabe? There's some blonde guy. By the way, that was just number five. I think they were doing, and it was Rain. Yeah. His pose is Rain. You know what? That is so lame. Rain is the Nick Maxwell of Mortal Kombat. What does that even mean? No one likes him. Wow, they they listed their worst one as Motaro. What? I like that idea. Except I don't like how he changed. He all of a sudden lost his horse legs. Yeah, exactly. And then he just went to like some two-legged... Half. Sorry, but Motaro is half man, half, half horse. Yeah, and then he became a he's fawn. A, he's a centaur, is it? Centaur. 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 Yeah. And then he became a fawn. He became Mr. Tumnus. Okay, Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> Alright, look, we're all very excited for Mortal Kombat X and we will eagerly await its release. And I would fairly confidently say that we will likely review it on this very podcast once it finally does come out. Um, we're going to wrap up this episode here. What I would like to read just before we leave you is a recent ad I spotted on Gumtree. Um, now, 
this ad was advertising in the jobs section of Gumtree where people were uh, often put up contracts for positions that uh, employers are offering, uh, maybe small roles that they have or assistance they need or something like that. I'll just read it aloud and you can make what of it you will. Um, the, the job was listed as paid assistance with Fauna Discovery Expedition. It was listed on the 14th of the 7th, 2014 and it was advertised by a private individual. It's a contract job. I'll read you what the details about this job. Hi, my name is Ash and I'm working with an animal biologist in exploring the region and discovering new going. species of fauna. Me too. Along the way, I'll be collecting these specimens <laughs> and using them in a battle with other specimens. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever left my hometown and I'm seeing... <laughs> And I'm seeking two travel assistants to join me on my journey. I am hoping uh, along this journey to attain my eight training attainments in major cities so I can move on to the elite stage four exams in fauna training. <laughs> we will be working for a professor who will allow me to choose a species of fauna initially for protection. His attitude is stern. Some would say wooden-like. <laughs> he frequently has issues remembering my name and, yes. gen and gender. <laughs> <laughs> the professor will keep in contact with us throughout the journey and instruct us the appropriate occasions to use key items. <laughs> the first assistant will be a short red-headed female tomboyish attitude with a mother's heart. Must also have gym qualifications and general marine studies background and a dislike of bugs and insects. They must have three systems, a thing for suspenders and a bicycle I can use. The second must be a male trained in geology who has a good rapport with nurses and police officers. 2020 vision is not a necessity and gym qualifications are also required. An ideal candidate will want to develop a career abroad in fauna breeding. A third assistant will be considered if they can demonstrate an interest in photography. They will, however, not be required to be present for the entirety of the journey. <laughs> oh, snap. Applicants must also be made aware of the danger of this journey. Frequently, we will encounter two gang-associated individuals along with professional rival performing the same task. Basically, I want to be the very best in my field like no one before me. Some would say it is my destiny. Successful candidates will be paid. However, a portion of the salary will go to my mum who will spend it on stuff for my room. This is an extraordinary opportunity that will allow individual growth and enable extensive travel for individuals. Much of this travel will occur on foot. However, we also make train and ferry journeys to different regions. You will, however, be able to travel home often. Candidates should apply with a resume if interested. Please do not email me through if you have leveled up a species in your fauna collection, if you found an item, nearly caught a species of fauna, or want to schedule a battle. Please contact me if you have found a fossil, however. <laughs> that was a listing on gumtree.com that I found particularly interesting. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did, and we will catch you for episode 9 of 8 Bit to the Future. Thanks for listening, guys. See you guys.